You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. So here I see Paul suddenly in the midst of writing to the church in Philippi, gushing with delight as he talks about his spiritual son, Timothy. So no doubt about it, he's making a clear statement that he's going to send Timothy. But it's kind of like he erupts with joy. He erupts with delight. And he actually does this in other places as well. How many of you have ever just done that? Like you've just erupted with delight. Like you look at your kid, you look at your son, your daughter, and you, you, just, you just can't help but just, you're just proud. You just delight. I had a moment like that. It's one of my favorite dad stories. And you'll probably hear this story hundreds of times over the next 30 years. But it's one of my favorites because I have four children and three of them look just so much like my bride, Renata. But there's one that you just look right at her and you just know that's David's girl. Like she's, she's got blonde hair and she's got blue eyes and she's got a loud voice. And uh, she's real dramatic and I just, mm, it's just my girl. So anyway, we, we got a lot going on that's similar. And so when she was three years old, I was kind of just feeling that. I was looking and watching her and she's just like, you know, singing and loud and dramatic. And I'm like, mm, chip off the old block right there. That's my girl. And so I got down on one knee and I just looked at her and I said, Adeline, when I look at you, I see me. And she put her hands on my cheeks and she said, daddy, three years old, daddy, when I look at you, I see you. And <laughs> And I just couldn't help but go, yes, this is my girl. That's, I just love you. Like you were similar. And, 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 I, and I love that idea. I love the idea of a father on Father's Day. A father, a spiritual father, Paul here of young Timothy, a delight. Uh, man, I, I, I like you. I love you. I had that happen on Friday night. With, I took my son Justice with me and and we were out and I was just looking over at him and I'm just, I just can't help but just keep telling him, man, I like you. Man, I, I delight in you. Man, I, I love you. And it's just, it's, it's oozing. I, uh, I think of my own dad who is seated right up here on the front row and just prayed a moment ago. And when, we, when I was 35, 2010, uh, my dad and I both went and spoke at the same conference and he was living in Washington State and I was living in Colorado, and it just so happened, just the way that the whole thing worked out, that they invited him to come speak, and they invited me to come speak, and, and so we ended up just jumping on the same flight, connecting through Chicago, and sitting together, and, and we got to the conference together, and it was just fun. I was, I was about to have my fourth kid, and, and, and we got to the conference, and it was just kind of a fun moment to do ministry together, and just so happened to be speaking at the same event, and, and I'll just never forget uh, him sitting on the front row, and it's a sea of dudes that I'll probably never see again. It's this men's conference, and, and my dad's sitting on the front row, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just preaching up a storm. And then the truth is that I listen to my dad speak every single Sunday the first 18 years of my life, so I know what themes bring him joy. 
Like, I just know, I know the words. I know the illustrations. I just know like his favorite. So if it's about sacrifice and laying your life down and just really just obedience, no matter what, my dad just kind of comes alive. And so I let those men have it. Like, I mean, I was like, sacrifice, obedience, lay your life down, you know, laying that down. And I just saw my dad. I mean, just, he's just on the front. His, I mean, his, his heart is just, he's just tears coming down. Like, I'm so proud of you. That's my boy, which was a great feeling for him because he's an athlete and a coach. And so all of my sports games growing up, he never experienced delight over his son before. And so, <laughs> and so it was really wonderful for him. It was the first time I'd ever experienced that. So, uh, but it was that, it was that pride. It was that joy. It was that you're my boy. I, I delight in you. And when I read this text, I'm reading through Philippians 2 and thinking about this week, and I see Paul getting excited right here. We're gonna look, he actually talks this way when he writes to the church in Corinth and he talks similarly. But when you look at what's going on and what he actually articulates, like why? Why does he just out of nowhere just say, mm, Timothy, I mean, he's like a spiritual son to me. I mean, Timothy, I, 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 I delight in him. I, there, he says this phrase, there's no one like him. In the NASB, it says he's a kindred spirit. The, the Greek word there is it's like-minded. And then he goes on and he, he actually gives three phrases. So he starts off with, he goes, there's none like him. There's no one like him. And then he goes, because he, well, he cares about you. He cares about your welfare. And he says, and he, everybody cares about their own interests, but man, my boy, Timothy, he cares about the interests of Jesus. He cares about the interests of Jesus Christ. And then he adds this third one where he goes, and he cares about serving and the work of the gospel. And he lays out these three things that bring him delight in Timothy. And I was thinking about that idea. And here's Paul then where he jumps right into the phrase. And he is like a son serving with the father. You know, he's like a son to me. And that whole concept is why? Because those three things exist in Paul. And so he's like a spiritual son. Why? Because what's inside of Paul is now inside of Timothy. And so now Timothy cares about the church like Paul cares about the church. And Timothy cares about the interests of Christ. Everybody else is looking out for their own interests. But man, I, I look at Timothy and he's actually willing to lay down his life. He's risking his life to bring this message to you. And, and he cares about the spreading of the gospel. And of course, Paul's the one who had Jesus appear to him in Acts 9. And Jesus tells him, hey, you're no longer gonna be a persecutor of the church. You're gonna be a preacher and proclaimer of the church. And Paul's whole life gets turned around. And now Paul in the book of Acts goes in and he recruits Timothy and he finds Timothy. He invests in Timothy and the DNA, the spiritual DNA that's in Paul gets all up in Timothy. And now in this context, Paul is saying, and I'm gonna send him to the church in Philippi. I've trained him. He's been with me and there's these things that are in actually in me are now in him and I'm sending him to you and so there is that massive delight because if we were to get honest and we were to get real Paul is excited about Timothy because of what's going on inside of Timothy because he's made a disciple of Timothy because all of a sudden Timothy's got what Paul's given his life for inside of him and here's what I want to encourage you with Every single one of us as fathers and mothers, we are 
we are making disciples. Like we do have values. And there's something beautiful about looking at my kid and going, hey, there's Adeline. She looks like me. She's got the blue eyes. Man, she's just not quite as, she's a little vertically challenged like her dad. She's loud like her dad. Man, she can scream like her dad. And all those things are nice. But here's, what matters most? Hey, are, it's inside of you, the spiritual DNA that's inside of me. Like the Holy Spirit at work inside of Paul. So he goes, here's, this, here's what lasts in eternity. Here's what matters forever is the interests of Christ, the, the spreading of the gospel, caring for the welfare of others, looking out for the church. Is that inside of you? <laughs> and I think in Paul right here, we've got mm, this, this is what matters. And so be it awesome if you've got kids and if I've got kids where, where they, they look like us and, and, and they're, they've got things that they're carrying on that they, they got from their father. Yeah, really cool. They get, maybe they get your financial worldview and maybe they, they save like you. Maybe they dress like you and they got some fashion like you. Maybe they cheer for the right sports team just like you. I'm trying to get my kids to do all those things. Like We are a family, and here's who we cheer for. I'm not going to say it or everybody leave the church. But the, the point is this. Those things, pretty small compared to big thing where Paul's saying, hey, you know what's in him? You know, what, you know why he's erupting with delight? It's because, it's because Timothy's got the interests of Jesus he cares about the church in Philippi, your welfare, and he cares about the spread of the gospel. And this is normal. Like Paul does this. Paul, Paul is excited about his spiritual son. It's not, it's not a one-time thing. I want you to see this. Look at 1 Corinthians 4. Look at this one. This one's, he gets a little bit more verbal. He says it this way. If, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me, which is exactly what Timothy is doing. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy. And look at this phrase. He erupts with excitement again. My son, whom I love. Hmm, that seems familiar. Ever heard that phrase before? For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. And he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. So here he says, all right, here's my spiritual son, Timothy. And he says, my son. The first thing I hear in that is he's accepted. He's my son. Then he says, whom I love, it's affection. And he says, and he's been faithful in the Lord. It's affirmation, what he's put his hand to, what he's working on. Which, if you and I begin to think, where have we heard that before? Where have we seen that before? On Father's Day, I think we as fathers do well to learn from our heavenly father. I think we do well to take the moments where we experience the heavenly father speaking from heaven and learn how to father from our heavenly father. And there is recorded that Jesus often went and got alone with his father. In the gospel of John, there's frequent statements that talk about how 
Jesus did nothing apart from his father, that he's communing with his father. But there are two times where we read what the father verbally, audibly says to his boy. And it's this same concept. It's the same thing that we hear Paul saying about Timothy. So Matthew chapter three, Matthew chapter 17. In Matthew three, it's the baptism event. And it's that moment where the father looks at his son who is about to go into 40 days of prayer and fasting, who is about to be tempted by the enemy, about to go into a hard time. I mean, we've got, we've got really Jesus at age 12, Luke 2, 52. She's grown wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And we don't really hear much for 18 years until he steps on the scene at about age 30. And we've got this moment, but we've got the father, the baptism event. And he says these phrases audibly, out loud. This is my son, whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus goes through his ministry career. We get down towards the end. He's about to embrace the cross, Mount of Transfiguration, just before he goes to the cross, about to face difficulty again. And the father speaks audibly in Matthew 17, a second time, and it is the exact same phrase. This is my son, whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. All right, so here's what I think we do well. You've got Paul talking that way of young Timothy. You've got the father talking that way of the son and Paul saying he's my spiritual son and the father, first person of the Trinity saying about the second person of the Trinity, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. As you and I attempt to be great fathers and mothers, Living in 2018, I think we can learn a lot if we break this down and look at these phrases. Here's what he says. This is my son. First one is this, it's acceptance. It's, you're my boy, I I got you. And I find it so intriguing that it's right before Jesus is about to go into two challenging seasons, the 40 days and the cross. Right when he's about to face it, here the father says, this is my son. This is for us as Fathers, spiritual fathers, as mothers, spiritual mothers, think when we look at the young people that God has called us to mother and father, this is one of the best steps is to embrace this. You're mine. I I accept you. You belong. And so in your family, it's this idea, hey, you're my son. That's my, you're, you're my kid. You're my son. I, I delight in you. You're mine. You, I like this phrase, you belong. And so whatever it takes to help that kid know there is a place where I am accepted. There is a place where I belong. And so it's, it's you write the songs, it's you do the family picture, it's you do the hugs, it's you do the conversation. But hey, there's a place where you're all right. There's a place where you're accepted. We're not an I. We wrote out the Perkins family motto in 2008. We had three little kids and we're sitting at the beach. And uh, when you're at the beach on vacation and you have little tiny kids, you know, like it's, it's hard. So we're like, let's work on a motto. Like, let's, you know, this kid, this is gonna, this is, this is nuts. They're running everywhere. And so we wrote it out. And so we wrote out this motto. As a Perkins, I will be patient, <laughs> excellent. Well, we, want, we need more than that. We want them to respectful. Let's make sure they get along. Kind, we're not as like, I wanna make sure they work hard. Industrious, noble, servant-hearted. And so then just like 
Boom, here's what it means to be a Perkins. Here's what, here's what your name, here's who we are. Here's what this looks like, right? Here's this place, this is who we are. This is what we're about. This is, and you're one of us. And so like just this year we were driving in the car and I said, all right, family motto is a Perkins I will be in there. Patient, excellent, respectful, kind, industrious, noble, servant heart. And one of the kids who remained nameless said from the back of the, I didn't ever realize that spells Perkins. I was like, that's right, you bright, just like your dad. I mean, took you a decade to figure it out. Yeah, but it's this. It's like, all right, all right, let's create that. So you're one of us, like you belong. So let's create the songs. Let's create the picture. Let's create the, there is a place, whether you're five or 15 or 25 or 35, like, like, like I'm your dad, you're my son. Like you're my daughter. Like I'm your mom, same thing moms. I know it's Father's Day, but it's the same thing. And, 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 you're, and then he goes from acceptance then he goes to affection, and I love this one. Because here you have the example of God the Father speaking over God the Son, audibly, I love you, like I love you. Dads, heavenly Father speaking to the Son, communicating, I love you. So, well, I don't know, David, it's not really my personality. I'm the strong, silent type. I grew up in a place where we didn't really you know, say verbally that we love you or anything like that. So the, based upon personality, based upon culture, based upon what's comfortable for me, I'm not going to be... Now listen, God the Father, your example, you're in. Let's go. Following Jesus, okay? I think it intriguing that God the Father speaks audibly human history to my son, I love you. I think one of the best things we can do as fathers is verbally say it. I love you. Look at him. I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. I love you. Put it on there. Like just say it, text it, post it. Just tell him. Put it on. I mean, write it on a letter. Just get it to him. Make sure that they, I want you to know this. You're my son. You're accepted. You're my daughter. <laughs> and I, I, I love you. And then, this is the fun one. He goes, with you, I'm well pleased. This is the challenging one for us. With you, I'm well pleased. It's affirmation. It's looking, and of course, he looks at his son. And <laughs> real easy for God the Father to be pleased with God the Son because God the Son is perfect. So, <laughs> And for us, we go, well, my kids aren't perfect. Yeah. Yes and Amen. But here's the reality. There is so much for you to affirm. Look for what you can affirm. And as much as you can, even give them verbal shout outs. I'm so, say it. I mean, God the Father says it. With you, I'm well pleased. Say it, like to the best that you can. Say, hey, look at the, I'm, I like the way, man, you, you hit a triple. Good job. Like, hey, you cleaned your, hey, you, you finished, <laughs> you took out the trash for the first time in 10 years. I'm so proud. I mean, anything that you can, and just say it. And give the verbal shout out. Even some of the public in front of the rest of the family. Hey, good job, so-and-so. Here's a shout out. You know, Paul's always doing this. Paul's always affirming. He's always giving the verbal shout outs. You come to the end of any of his letters and he's like, hey, I'm so proud of Epaphras. He risked his life for you. Hey, I'm so proud of Tychicus. He helped. Hey, I'm so proud of Eucalyptus. Just all these people. Like, I, like, I, 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 he's just, here's what he's saying. He's just verbally saying it. Hey, 
I'm so proud of you. Hey, good job, so-and-so. Great job, great job, great job, great job. Here's where we're getting in our kids. All right, I belong. I am loved. <laughs> and I matter. Like, even what I, I, I do, like, he, she, fathers, mothers, I'm accepted. They have affection for me. Real simple, super simple message, but here's the idea. Here's the idea. Getting this into our vocabulary, getting in this to the way that we talk. Hey, you're my son. Hey, I want you to understand. I love you. Text it, say it, spray it, think it, promote it, push it, talk about it. Mm, I love you. And you know what? Let me verbally articulate some of the things that I can see that bring me pleasure, that you, I'm well pleased, you matter. You're, you're, you're doing it, you're, you're getting it done. Here's a way. And I know the pushback right there is, well, David, what if there is no place that my kid is bringing me pleasure? What if they are failing in every way, all right? First of all, come at it at a different angle because there's a possibility that there's something good in their lives. But I, wanna, I do wanna address that because I think as parents, we have the privilege of walking in faith in a way that'll affect our kids. People tend to become like what the person most important to them thinks they will become like. So whoever they deem most important in their life, they tend to become like that, what that person thinks they will become. Here's the reality. You and I, we wanna fight for that place and then we wanna breathe life. So I'll say it this way. Like for me, I've told you this story, but I'm gonna come at it a little bit different here. So my, my story, my, my story of being a seventh grader and honestly hitting rock bottom, feeling bullied and all that, okay? So I have this father and when it feels like everybody else in my life, not everybody, but in terms of many, where I don't feel accepted, where I don't feel affection, where I don't feel affirmed, when my dad... For me, in that season, he's looking, and here's what I want you to get. I want you to get where you look and you say, I put on eyes of faith, and you see it in them even when they don't see it in them. So you're able to affirm because you're looking not at what everybody else looks like and what they look at, how they see their lives, but you're trying to get, how does God see them? What, is it, what does it look like? So for me, my story was feeling bullied, feeling rejected. And then my dad comes along and my dad trying to walk in eyes of faith, right? Hebrews 11, right? It is, it is by faith. It's what I hope for. Evidence of things unseen. I cannot see it, but I'm hoping for. So with eyes of faith, what am I hoping for? Like, Holy Spirit, what are you saying about this kid? So for me, social rejection, not doing well. But seventh grade, my dad starts to say, hey, David, hey, David, you're a John Wesley, all right? So here I am, and I'm, you know, struggling socially. I'm not doing well academically. I'm only good in basketball when I'm by myself on a six-foot goal. And, and my dad begins to say, hey, you're a John Wesley. So here's what starts to happen. Here's what he's saying. 
He's seeing it before I can see it. So I, 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 what? I'm a what? And then he's saying it. So he sees it first. Okay, Lord, what do you say about my boy? Then he says it, see it. Then you say, hey, you're a John Wesley. And then you start it. So I'm a seventh and eighth grader. And not only is it, you're a John Wesley, you're a John Wesley, you're a John Wesley. He sees it, says it, says it, says it. And then we sit at Crystal's Pizza and he helps me write a sermon. Why? Because I walked around, man, seventh grade, walked back into my junior high going, what's up, baby? I'm a John Wesley. What's up, John Wesley? What's up? I'm okay. I'm a John Wesley. I'm a John Wesley. A few weeks in, hey, dad, who is John Wesley? You know, like, okay. Oh, he's a preacher. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Well, here's what's going on. I, I wasn't a John Wesley. I mean, I didn't pray like John Wesley. I didn't study the Bible like John Wesley. I couldn't preach like John Wesley. I was similar in size as John Wesley, but that was about all I had going similar. And here's what dad says. Nope, I'm, I'm seeing something that you're not seeing. I'm saying something and then I'm helping you. So we sit at Crystal's Pizza and he's helping me write a sermon and I'm starting to get this vision of something that I could be that's different than what the way I see myself, the way that the world sees me. And so all of a sudden, Oh, oh, I feel, I, I, I feel like, man, I'm your son, and, and whoo, you, you love me, and hey, you, you're, you, you're proud of me, like, you're pleased with me, like, oh, I got it going, is this, and then I preached it, eighth grade, I mean, I, my, my first sermon was this, it was, it was, it was 2 Timothy 3. It was in the, in the last, I mean, I preached to a bunch of junior high kids in the last days. They're, 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 it's going to be bad. People will be. And it's like disobedient to their parents, ruthless, godless. And I was like, this is proof it's the end because y'all are ruthless and godless. You know, it's a great sermon, you know. But, but here's the reality. He's helping me. Get it, get, say it. Start it. Here's what I want to invite you to. Invite you to start to ask the question. All right, God, help me. Help me see them with their potential, not just where they're currently at. And like a father, speak it. Like a, like a spiritual mom, say it. And then all of a sudden, it puts seeds of faith and they start to step into it. They start to believe it. So that's my hope and my prayer that then we would not only do that with our own kids, but then we would start to do that Honestly, as spiritual fathers in the house, as just, you, it doesn't have to be your own child for you to say that. There could be young people in this house that are spiritual sons and daughters to you simply because you're listening and saying and starting. You're just, mm, hey, you know what? This is radiant. You belong. This is radiant. You're loved. This is radiant. And I see you doing this. Way to serve. I'm so proud of you. And all of a sudden, you just kind of being here, saying that, looking for the 14-year-old, looking for the 25-year-old, looking for the 40-year-old, and saying, mm, mm. We've got, I'm, I'm watching this happen in small groups like crazy. Where all of a sudden, when there's some, some relationship, there's some spiritual fathers, and they're looking at 32-year-olds, got few kids and stressed out and they're saying, hey, I see you. Hey, you know what? I love you. You know what? 
hey, I'm proud of you. Look, you're making progress in the way that you're reading the scriptures to your babies, in the way that you're trying to serve your wife. Mm. And all of a sudden, whew, the heart of maybe not a seventh grader, but the heart of a 31-year-old comes alive. Like, you believe in me? Like, you love me? And all of a sudden, instead of, instead of like, I don't, I don't, all the complaining, instead, you're the one that's pouring out your life and spiritual sons and daughters start to just crop up. This happened for me. This happened for me just a few years ago with the ark, like this church planting network. Like, I just had this dream. And they say, you know what? <laughs> well, we see you. And they're just, you're, you're one of us. I'll never forget it. You're one of us. And just, bam, you know what? Our church plant number 600, what's up? You're one of us. Okay. Hey, we love you. We're going to train you. Really? Yeah, we're going to train you. We're, we, you know, we got 599 people that have done this before you. So we know what we're talking about. Okay. All right. You know what? Hey, you know what? We're going <laughs> to, we, we, we love you so much. We want to, we want to help give. Let's, let's take up an offering. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's help David in that church plant. Then come alongside and constant shout outs. Hey, you know what? That vision to reach Kansas City, we're so proud of you. We're, we, we love you. And you know what? We're with you. You matter. <laughs> you know what happens in this heart? Hey, hey, I'm in. <laughs> and you know what they're doing? They, they just had this, oh, you know what? Like Paul goes in starts a church. We need more young Timothys. Go. Let's let's do this. Let's let's just let's just adopt some people and say you're one of us. Let's just love them. And there's not let's just love them. Let's let's come alongside them. Let's affirm them and do life with them. Kind of like Paul. Hey, Timothy. Acts 16. Come on with me. Let's go. Timothy, let me tell you this, let me tell you. I was persecuting Christians. Here's who Jesus is. Here's what Jesus did in me. Hey, you know what? I need you to now go. All of a sudden, he's got a spiritual son. There's eternal fruit because of Paul's investment in a young man. So our dream as parents, fathers, mothers, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, is this. Jesus, you've changed me. I don't live for me. I don't live for the interests of myself. I live for the interests of Christ. And Jesus, I care that, about their welfare. I want, I want them to be, I want, that, I want the church to be all right. And I care about the spread of the gospel because that's what you care about. And since that's what you care about, that's what I care about we get it in us. And here's what I think is kind of crazy. If you get the heart of the father, this is my son, whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. He says it to Jesus. You listen to Jesus. You listen to the way that he talks. I don't have time to go through it, but you listen to the way that he talks through all this to his disciples. Hey, come follow me. Come belong. I got a plan. You could do fish. You could do tax collecting. Come on. Hey, as the Father has loved me, that's how I feel about you. Hey, 
to do. You got a, a new identity. And you're loved. You're mine. You're, you're my guys. I want you to go. Go. It's the same three ideas. <laughs> Jesus to Paul. And Paul to his spiritual son, Timothy. Oh, Timothy. Hmm. He's my son in whom I love. He's been faithful. Skip forward a couple thousand years. It's us. It's us. It's we just, we're loved, we belong, and what we do matters. And our dream, our dream for us is to get out of, just, just get out of all the me, all the what I can, but just get it that simple of I'm a spiritual son and I'm passing it on to my kids and I'm passing it on. And I'm saying not just your kids, I'm saying raise up. I'm saying go out there, the person that works at Apple and Starbucks, because you can just look at them and you can just say, hey, you belong. Yeah, you're loved. I see you. And our dream as spiritual fathers and mothers, is that we would look at our little, our little babies. We look at them and say, hey, when I look at you, I see me. Because you know what's in, alive inside me? I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was living for the lust of the day, but Jesus changed me. And when I'm watching you, yeah, I see Jesus. I see Jesus alive inside of you. I see God at work. When I look at you, I see me. Father, hey, Jesus, when I look at you, I see me. Paul, Timothy, when I look at you, I see me. Our prayer, man, God help us. Our lives matter. This is, this is not, this is no small thing. What we're doing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's this thing called life. This matters. And we got one shot. Man, let's make it. Let's make it count. Let's, let's believe. Let's invest. Let's raise up some spiritual sons and daughters, whether they're your own kids or not. They just, they look a lot like Jesus. Amen? If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.